Um, you all are here, so you know that we have an earlier start time than we have traditionally in the past. You made it. Um, however, when we decided at the beginning of the year to start our meetings earlier, and of course this gets us to end earlier and um, allow folks to go home at a decent hour in the evening, when we decided to move to an earlier start time, we were concerned that parents might have um, trouble getting here in time to make comments. And so we set a rule that you probably saw prominently displayed for those of you who signed up for comments that we would not start that um, period until 7 p.m. That ensures that anyone watching at home knows what time to you know, turn their TV on. It also ensures, again, that folks can get here in time if, if they have trouble getting out of work. So since we have an extra 15 minutes before turning to that, what I would like to do is turn to what I think will be our, a short, the shorter of the two monitoring, monitoring items we have, which is the security update, um, if that would work. Dr. Murphy, could we, um, could we go to the security update? And from there, we will do non-agenda comments. Absolutely. Okay. I know uh, Mr. Reardon is here. I thought we were going to go another direction, but this, this, this will work as well. Yeah. So as Mr. Reardon makes his way here, I will just uh, do a brief introduction here. We annually bring a series of different reports to the board, either through the briefs or through uh, uh, presentations. Uh, one of the ones that uh, we, uh, you know, do re pretty regularly as a, a presentation that we want to keep our community aware of is um, the safety measures that we take uh, on a regular basis and security measures to ensure that our students are safe, our staff is safe, and that we maintain that uh, good relationship uh, with all of our community members. So with that as a little bit of a backdrop, we'll turn to Mr. Reardon. He's our security coordinator and he's got a variety of different aspects of our security uh, plan that he'd like to share with you this evening. Mr. Rudin. Thank you. Good evening. Just to let you know, uh, if I haven't met you, and there's a couple I haven't, I came here from the police department. Uh, I spent 27 years with Arlington County Police Department before I retired and joined the school system. I left one there one day and was here the next, and uh, so for those of you I haven't met before, uh, just to let you know my background a little bit. I'm going to touch on a number of projects that we're working on. Uh, you're going to note that you may have heard about some of these before. Many of these projects are multi-year projects as we work through the school system. Uh, I also want to point out right from the beginning as I touch on them, uh, the many other uh, departments in public schools that are uh, assisting in these measures and even the agencies outside Arlington Public Schools that contribute to it. So again, let me get started. Oh, here we go. Keeping students safe through our security measures. Ah, uh, there we go. And our, our goals here are to provide for the safety and security of all our students, staff, and visitors. And we do this through coordination with all government agencies in order to enhance their safety and security. Emergency management is one of the first things and security touches upon that. We have a district-wide emergency management plan. Uh, this is something that we review every year. Uh, we bring in uh, numerous agencies from the county, police, fire, public health, to go through it. One of the things we like to do is, if we've used any portion of it that year, is to sort of test it and say, gee, did it work? Didn't it work? How can we do that better? and so that if we have a in similar incident in the future, we can ap apply those lessons learned. 
Uh, throughout the year, students and staff participate in state-mandated fire drills and lockdowns. Uh, I believe right now it's four of each during the year, two in the first 20 days, so that uh, they're familiar with what happens in a situation like that. Uh, as I already mentioned, we collaborate with county agencies. In this case, the uh, issues related to public safety communications emergency management are touched upon and we consult with them routinely. In fact, we participate in exercises with the county, state, and federal agencies. Uh, just last week, uh, a number of administrators participated in an exercise with the county emergency, uh, or I'm sorry, the upper, uh, Office of Emergency Management in an incident command exercise uh, about a month before that. There was an exercise in which Arlington Public Schools, along with a number of private and uh, public agencies, participated in a tabletop put on by the uh, by FEMA and uh, that took place in one of the hotels here so any chance we get to work with those other agencies we take advantage of it one of the things we do Virginia Department of Criminal Justice Services requires a yearly audit of schools uh, and that is an online audit that uh, Ms. Johnson oversees for the staff uh, it also involves every three years a physical audit of our schools. And so in a case like that, we do a physical inspection of every school. We note any deficiencies and uh, we document everything for follow-up. One of the things you think of first when you think about school security and safety is our SROs. Uh, we have an MOU with the Arlington County Police Department. Uh, they're currently working on a new one. The SROs in our schools uh, obviously project security in our schools, but in addition to that, they help build connections with the students and staff and build relationships. They help us collaborate on school issues, school security issues. Uh, they help under our students understand the legal implications of what they may be doing. They also are forefront in the training of our staff and guiding them in issues related to security at the schools. School radio communications is something, again, one of those projects we've been working on for a number of, number of years. Uh, construction of new schools, renovation of schools has uh, brought that to the forefront because as we do these renovations and these new, the new construction, we find that radio signals are blocked. They're blocked by concrete, foil insulation, steel, and probably the worst offender is the low E glass because it blocks the radio signals and can block telephone signals. So one of the things we work on with the county is to ensure we have 100% communications for our first responders who operate on an 800 megahertz radio system uh, by installing distributed antenna systems in our schools, new and renovated schools. In addition, we have identified uh, other schools in which there were communication gaps and we're working with the county to address those. Now I mentioned distributed antenna systems and uh, it's easy to say, what the heck is that? This quick slide uh, hopefully will give you an idea. Distributed antenna system is basically we build an antenna system inside the school. It goes to an amplifier, which goes to an antenna on the building, and that's how the radio signal gets out. And the reverse is true if an officer or fireman is inside the school, that's how the signal gets back to them. And uh, this is the list of schools, and it's getting longer, that have a distributed antenna system. Uh, facilities maintains that with yearly checks as well as the initial sign-offs with the county. I've got to say that uh, the county staff and uh, 
their IT department oversees these and uh, we work well together and uh, we make sure it happens. In many of the schools, uh, we have a communications problem and have addressed it by upgrading to 800 megahertz radios. And the key there is it is able to utilize that antenna system we just put in. That's been done in collaboration with the county. Many of the radios we use actually came from the county. They donated them to us to help improve school security. It, it uses the DAS. It gives us 100% communication. It actually provides in an emergency school-to-school -school communications. Uh, and uh, in an emergency, the county communication center could actually come up on the radio of that particular school and talk directly to them. I just had a conversation last week with the director of the emergency communication center about testing that capability to ensure it's there. And we'll be following up on that. The other part of school, uh, school radio communications is our uh, elementary schools, which basically utilize VHF, very high frequency, and the two are not compatible. So what we've been doing at the uh, elementary school level is going through replacing old VHF radios with newer digital radios. Uh, we're, we're installing radio repeaters. And what that does is uh, a portable is only a few watts. And so they don't make it from one of the school grounds to the other. This repeater basically takes the signal, rebroadcasts it at 50 watts. So they have complete communications there. Uh, we just did uh, Abington and Reports are that the radios work everywhere in the school now. Um, we are in the process right now, the POs have been cut to do McKinley, and of all things, the outdoor lab. Uh, the other part of that is, uh, that we didn't have before, was extended day couldn't talk to the school administrators. And so as part of this repeater project, they each get their channel, but to talk to each other, it's just one click, and they're able to do that, which again, if there's an emergency in the school, they can better address it. Cameras are first responders. We currently have an MOU with the uh, Office for Emergency Management to be able to view the cameras that we have in the schools. This is something, a collaboration between us and the county. Uh, in particular, our IT department and their IT department worked very hard to make this possible. And what it does is, in an emergency, it allows real-time information to be given to our first responders so that even before they are on the scene, they can hear what's going on and know what's going on. Our communication center is the only one we know of in this region that can actually bring up cameras in a school immediately to help direct the response. Uh, we've had a number of demonstrated successes in this, and just to give you an example, a few months ago, they had an alarm at Williamsburg at about two o'clock in the morning. And unfortunately, most alarms are false, probably 99.5%. Uh, in this case, ECC brought up the cameras at Williamsburg at 2 o'clock in the morning, and there's two guys dressed all in black walking down the hallway. Now, normally they would only have a couple of officers respond to a, an alarm call. In this case, they were able to immediately know that they need more resources and send additional officers. Uh, and they've had several other similar incidents like that where they're able to do that. Now they, there's an MOU that we have with them. They can only access these cameras for emergencies, and that's a police or fire response. Uh, 
and they are permitted evenings, late evenings and weekends to do it for training so that their staff can actually capably manage them if there was an emergency. For our SROs in the school, and this is, uh, that's Officer Bellow at uh, Gunston. I have to took a second from the back there. Uh, all of our SROs in the high schools and middle schools have an SRO workstation. They're able to see all the cameras in their school live. So we're not, we don't want to discourage them from walking around, obviously, but if they're in there doing a report or something, they can glance up and see what's going on. It allows them that real-time monitoring, situational awareness, the cameras are recording. We keep approximately 10 days of stored video, so if something happens in the school, they can go back. It provides us an objective record of what happened. Uh, it prevents bullying by capturing some of that on uh, our tape and being able to go back and see it and address it. It monitors visitors. Uh, just the other day, someone said they had someone walking around and they didn't know who they were. They were able to go back, look at the video, print out a still, and ask around and find out who the person was and were they authorized to be in there. Uh, it deters vandalism, uh, excuse me, I'm trying to talk fast here, Ta deters vandalism and theft in the school, allows us to address those. It's also an investigative tool if something happens in the school and administrators need to look into it, it provides guidance as to who may have been involved. Ongoing upgrades to the security camera network. We've replaced all of our older cameras uh, from three years ago. We're currently, well, I shouldn't say currently, since I've been here, we've been installing additional cameras. Uh, it's included in the renovation of any school and any new school construction. Uh, in the case uh, just today, I was at Jefferson because we've completed the survey there and are about to put in cameras. Jefferson is being funded uh, partially, in fact, 75% of it, through a, a grant through Virginia DOE. Uh, the number of cameras in our schools in the last three years has doubled, and I will tell you that uh, administrators have found them very helpful uh, in addressing a number of problems in the school and continue to request uh, additional cameras. Another thing we're starting to work on is the visitor management system. One of the things we face is that if a visitor goes to one of our schools, each school has a different check-in system. If you went to three schools, three totally different systems that work differently. So we're working to address that by installing a single vendor visitor management system in all our schools. It allows us to accurately see who's visiting the school and keep a log. It'll speed in the check-in procedure. It'll give us system-wide standardization. Uh, it also is a system that allows us to add modules to it. So we're going to use it in its very basic uh, configuration but in the future, should we want to do more with it, we have that ability. It's the same system that Fairfax County is going to for all their schools. We've done a limited pilot at five of our schools with good results, and we can hope to evaluate it and uh, continue the expansion to additional schools. Cameras and buses. Seems like I talk a lot about cameras. Uh, this is something that improves our student safety, uh, deters vandalism, enforces good driving practices, provides an objective record of incidents uh, for display problems, lawsuits, complaints, investigations. Uh, as you drive around Arlington, we found that our buses devote more and more time to safely operating their vehicles, which unfortunately they can't always see what's going on in a bus. So we have the ability, if something's reported, to go back and look 
and address an issue if it takes place. Status of cameras on IPS buses, and this is sort of a, a, a nice one. Three years ago, only 50% of our buses had a camera on it. Three years ago, most buses only had one camera in the front pointing back. Currently, our bus, 100% of our buses have cameras on them. Every bus has at least three cameras, uh, and our new buses come with a five camera system, and that's standardized for all our new buses. Another project that, uh, and again, this is something that we work closely with both the police department and the treasurer's office on, is our school bus stop arm cameras. I noticed the ones on the podium earlier, none of them had school bus stop arm cameras. Uh, but uh, we, we'll try and address that. Uh, <laughs> this is something that, uh, these type of accidents don't happen often, but when they do, they're very severe. The Commonwealth of Virginia allows the use of stop arm cameras. It requires a local ordinance, which we have, and allows an outside vendor, which we use. There's no cost to the school system for these stop arm cameras. <coughs> By using the vendor, they supply the equipment and get a percentage of the revenue. Arlington Public Schools was only the second school district in the state to place these on buses. Uh, a number of others have followed. In fact, we are in contact with them uh, routinely because they look to us for guidance on how to do that uh, and a number in this region are about to start. If you're not familiar with them, that's a good thing. That means you probably didn't get one of those violations in the mail. Uh, it's a camera on the outside of the bus. It activates when the stop arm is out and it takes a picture and video. It notes uh, where you're at so there's no question. There's another shot. They're automated, all lighting conditions, both directions, multi-lane, wireless downloads when they come back, captures GPS, date, time, relevant information. <coughs> the biggest thing is the video because often I get a call from somebody that says, well, you know, wait a minute, that arm didn't go out until I was already two-thirds of the way through. Well, you click on the video and uh, it's a lot different than a still shot. You can actually see people approach the bus and drive past the arm, and that's what's shown in court if they contest their ticket. This slide sort of gives you a, a better update of where we're at. Since the beginning of school this year, the Arlington County Police Department has approved 630 violations for drivers passing a stop school bus. We have cameras on only 20 of our buses. So you can see that this is a problem. This is also, this program also allows the, the police to use their resources other ways. They used to follow buses in order to get a violation. That's a very difficult thing. Uh, this has made that job much easier. To date, we've, uh, since this year, I should say, this school year, we've collected over $116,000 in fines. And there's a couple of charts there that sort of give you some background on where the most violations take place. Uh, sort of the interesting one is on the far left because most people, once they get a ticket, don't get a second ticket, and that's a good thing. That means hopefully they're learning and uh, it'll make our students safer uh, as they're coming to and from school. You'll also note where most of the violations come from. Many people think it's people cutting through the county on their way to DC from somewhere else and you can see 45% of those violations are actually Arlington residents, so. Key takeaways, I, I'm already to the end. I told you I'd be as quick as I could. We consider security and safety to be critical to our students and staff. We're continuing to make investments in these areas. 
We want to make our staff and students as safe as possible. We utilize new technology wherever, wherever we can. And again, we collaborate with county uh, agencies whenever possible to enhance our ability to do that. We'll continue our multi-year safety and security improvements. We'll use new technology where possible. And we'll continue to work with the county, the state, and other agencies to enhance safety and security here at the schools. Thank you very much. Thanks for um, um, jumping up when I sort of announced you out of out of order. That's okay. Really appreciate it's that very much, um, Ms. Elliott. Do we have any speakers on this item? I know. Again, we've we've got speakers um, that we are going to get back to in a moment. But